Welcome to the Line Movers Network Golf Previews. This is Ian Robbins with the Line Movers Network here for your golf preview. You can find us at the LM Network on Twitter and me at Robbins Ian, R-O-B-I-N-S-I-A-N on Twitter for all golf content related to the Line Movers Network. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the PGA Tour podcast brought to you by the Line Movers Network. Here with you is this is Ian Robbins, and I'm here for another breakdown in the PGA Tour. First to recap last week at the Bermuda Championships, not a great week for us at the Line Movers Network. However, we want to congratulate Lucas Herbert for his first ever PGA Tour win. It's actually his third worldwide win. Um, very, a very successful golfer. On the European tour, Australian Lucas Herbert was able to sustain incredible wins they had in Bermuda and hang on for a, after a solid four days of golf, come out on top of the leaderboard. Lucas Herbert was actually one of the players that we mentioned in our preview as newcomers to watch. He's definitely been a stalwart on the European tour. He's played well in PGA Tour events before. He continues the trend of Australians playing good in wind. Um, actually, looking back in hindsight, pretty obvious miss. Here he had talented, talented, talented golfer, a young 25-year-old. He's definitely going to make his mark on the PGA Tour, definitely someone to watch. Right by the leaderboard as well, a couple other newcomers, Taylor Pendrith, who was a Corn Ferry Tour stalwart the, last, the past season. Again, was not able to close, close and win, just like he was unable to in the Corn Ferry Tour last year. But big hitter, one of the biggest hitters on tour. Um, kind of a weird tournament, wind, wind played a serious factor especially on thursday and sunday you see the scores really switch there thursday morning got the worst end of the wind and that was a little unexpected and with the actually the winds were so heavy thursday morning they stopped play for a little bit so that actually ended up being a three four stroke advantage for the afternoon wave as opposed to the morning wave on thursday and if you were caught in that morning wave on thursday it was very 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 hard to even make the weekend with that big weather difference but congratulations to Lucas Herbert. We had a little bit of Sunday unluckiness. Aaron Rye had a bad Sunday. Guido Migliazzi had a bad Sunday. Um, Russell Knox had a strong weekend, just missed out on a top 10 finish there. But a couple of young guys, a couple of guys to watch, a couple of talented players that we're going to watch on Keep Our Eye and talk about this week as we move forward and head to Mexico for the next stop on the PGA Tour, our third straight week outside of the U.S. Very, very strong field this week for the Mayakoba Championships in Mexico. Um, standard, standard stop on tour during the swing season here. Victor Hovland is your defending champion. He won last year, uh, kind of a little mini breakout win for him. Definitely deserved going to a par 71, 6,900 yard course in Mexico. Another coastal course, kind of resort course, short course past Palom greens, greens, which is a new set of greens that we typically don't see in the U S but this is a set of greens that you see a lot. And coastal courses, you'll see a lot in the Middle East. Uh, so a lot of players are familiar with these, but we don't just see them as, as week-to-week common on the PGA Tour. So another short course, coastal course. We'll look for players that kind of fit this coastal mode. Um, players who can control themselves off the tee, very accurate off the tee. Um, the pass pound greens are actually easier to putt on. So the good putters have an advantage because it, it's a little bit easier to read. Breaks aren't going to be as tough. So the good putters have a little bit of advantage and the bad putters putters actually have a little bit of a break too, because the greens are easier 
Therefore, even the bad putters can get hot with their putters and makes a mark on the greens if they're able to get the get their shots in close to the tee. Now, this course is set up. It really benefits players who are good off the tee, accurate drivers, players who could put the ball into the fairway. Hitting fairways is going to be key this week. It's going to set up your second shot. Greens are big. Greens are easy to hit. Therefore, and, and a putting surface easier, so you don't see a lot of three putts here. Where you get in trouble is off the tee. So our focus this week is going to be players who are good off the tee and can set up their second shot with their first shot. It's a little bit of a different approach for a lot of courses that we see on tour. So we're going to look for those good players off the tee, players who can really control the ball off the tee, and even players who have the length that they can club down and control a easier club off the tee. Now, looking at the top of the board here, this is a very strong field, especially for something for a tournament being played in November. Justin Thomas makes the trip here. Victor Hovland, Abe Anser, local local Mexican playing in the home turn home country tournament. Brooks Kepka makes the trip here as well. Justin Thomas is your favorite 11 to one, very warranted, best player in the field. Played pretty well his last couple times out. He's more of a second shot player, Thomas, so he can get himself into some trouble off the tee. 11 to 1 is a fair price on him. Just not gonna not gonna take it right now. Might be somebody if he has gets off to a nice start, can control his his play off the tee. Might look to add him in play. Victor Hovland, defending champion. He actually won last year's event after missing the cut his first two appearances here. So it can be a player who's inconsistent with course history and then can turn around and make the cut. Also, he just also took a very big jump in his talent level, his play level, took himself to a top-notch PGA Tour player last year as well. With this one, he's about 16-1, to which, again, is a fair price. Uh, He hasn't been outstanding as some of the top players recently. I think his focus is a little bit more on the end-of-season tournaments in the European Tour. He's coming over here to defend his championship. Fair price, 16-1, again, will not be on him. Brooks Kepka, 33 to 1. Very big price on Brooks. Again, w- with anything with Brooks, especially being in the resort, we want to see how he is. If he's engaged, if he looks like he's going to be making the weekend, going to want to pick him up and play. He might be seven to eight shots back, but it's Brooks Kepka and he can make a run, especially if he has a chance at four rounds. If he's shooting three over on Thursday, he's there for the vacation. He's setting up for his Thanksgiving week um, match with Bryson DeChambeau, and we'll leave him off. Abe Answer is definitely a guy we want to look at. Abe has great course history here. His strengths fit this course well. He's not the longest hitter, which you don't have to be. He controls his he controls himself very well off the tee. Very good player off the tee. Sets up his second shot very well. Good around the greens. Um, decent punter, decent enough punter, especially on the surface. He he avoids trouble, and that's the kind of player that we're going to look for here. Another guy at the top of the board, Abe Answer. We'll talk about a little bit. He'll he'll top off our card. Find him anywhere 15 and 20 to one open 25. That's long gone. Uh, that opened up at points, but that was the wrong price. He's about anywhere from 16 to 20 to one right now, which is pretty fair. I think a take on number one guy is finding himself at the top of the board. I was really looking, going to this tournament, looking forward to seeing what his price was, but then I was a little shocked to see Aaron wise around 30, 33 to one. It's a very, very, very expensive price on Aaron wise in this type of field. Wise was a guy at 60 to 1, 71. I would have been all over this week. Wise is coming in with great form. 
played very well in Las Vegas swing. He is an excellent coastal player, coast coast course player. He won. He's won on the on this fall swing before. He's won in these types of tournaments before in these fields. He was second runner-up last year, Victor Hovland, in this tournament. His game is in great form. He's putting extremely well. He hits the ball very well. Uh, Aaron Wise is definitely a guy that we're looking to play. Maybe we're looking at a more DFS player if he gets off to a slower start. Hope to add him on Thursday. About 30 to 1, I just can't warrant putting him on his card with this type of field. But definitely Aaron Wise is a guy is a player to watch this week going into the weekend. So what am I looking for? I'm looking for a couple types of players. So there, there are a lot of players who fit this mold who might be a little bit undervalued based on how the field is. Look to add those players as part of the card and have a lot of deeper long shots. Players trying to fit the mold of, of chasing maybe a Lucas Herbert, maybe another European um, player player from the Euro Tour coming over or a player from the Corn Ferry Tour just get just fresh to the PGA Tour card, trying to make that second leap who's just more talented than a lot of players at that price range. Try to just catch them when the price is right. So top of the card, talking about Abe answer. I'd sit there. The other person, top of my card with some shorter odds, is going to be Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel, one of my, she went to college with him at the University of Florida. He hasn't been in great form. Right after, right after not being named to the Ryder Cup, he went over to, the, to Europe and he won the tournament out, out there. He's a very strong player. He's finished top 10, top 20 in this tournament every time he shows up, just about. He's not the longest hitter, which isn't really going to hinder him there, but he is a very good player off the tee, puts himself in good positions. He avoids bogeys, which is going to be an important stat that I look at here. I think Horschel's, and he putts very well. Horschel's definitely a guy that if he can smell the top of the leaderboard, he's he's a pretty good closer. So I think Horschel at 31, 33 to 1, you can find him around FanDuel. I think he's a good value spot. He's the next person, next person on the card here. A couple guys mid-range that I'm going to look at. Miliano Grillo, another one of those coastal, very good players. The pass pile and putting surface should be a benefit to him, and he's got great course history. He's been top 10, top 20 here every time he comes out. His long irons are very good. His short irons are very good. His iron play is very good. He's not the longest hitter, so the driver is not really a strength, but you don't need the driver here in a shorter course. You just want to be able to control the ball with your irons. Russell Knox. Closed very well, played a very good weekend. Had a very, He struggled in the opening round. Russell Knox last week, the Bermuda was on the wrong side of the wind wave on Thursday, and it was hard for him to recover. Ended up making the weekend. Had a strong weekend, finished T11, just missed that top 10 for us. But Russell Knox is a, is a great coastal player. He's a great short course player. Show the form, he's in good form. I think Russell Knox continued that. Russell Knox anywhere at 100 to 1 is definitely someone to look for. Uh, Grillo, by the way, I don't think he gave his numbers about 70, 80 to 1 where he opened up at. Harold Varnell III saw him open at 90 to 1, which is the wrong number on him. HV3 does play well on some of these coastal courses. He's in pretty good form. He's been a pretty consistent player. His, he's not the longest hitter again, but his 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 game with his with his longer irons is excellent. His boy give avoidance is excellent. If he can get find his putter on an easier putting surface. He's going to be in the mix. He's done well at this tournament. Again, fits the mold. Looking at all these players have, have had good history here. And these players are in good form. So definitely three guys in the middle range that we're going to look at. And a couple guys who are, to me, are like the short course, coastal course specialists. And always, whenever there's a short course, 
or coastal course and some kind of alternative event, I'm going to look to be playing these these players, especially especially at some of the bigger prices that you can get. Two, those two players are Bryce Garnett, tour veteran, and Joel Damon. Damon actually won one of the alternative events last year. He's about 101. He fits in a lot of models. You're going to hear a lot of Joel Damon's names if you read about any kind of DFS previews or betting card previews for the, for the weekend tournament. Bryce Garnett is one of those consistent coastal course players. He's a very good short course player. He finds himself in and around. He avoids mistakes. He knows how to play off the coast. He knows how to play in these resort courses. And Garnett, you're going to see some of him anywhere from 200, 150, 200 to 1. Definitely value. They're definitely a DFS value play as he's got a very good chance to make the weekend, make the cut in the weekend. Talking about four guys, so shift my card over now. So that, that kind of takes care of the tour veterans, if you will. Shift court card over to some newcomers that we're just going to keep taking a shot on until they're, they're at much higher prices. I think their talent level is in the top half of this field, but their odds are in the bottom half of this field. And that's going to flip pretty soon. We want to try to catch some of these, some of these lightning in the bottles, especially during this fall swing season when they're a little bit lesser known before the breakout, like Lucas Herbert's breakout happened. We want to try to catch him. Taylor Pendrith almost had his breakout happen. We want to try to catch some of these players who are coming over from Europe, coming up from the corn Ferry tour before they really make their mark. Start with Davis Riley. Davis Riley has won two times in the corn Ferry tour last year. He was looking for that third win, that automatic promotion for a long time, really struggled, played in some of the majors struggled for the second half of the season, earned his tour card through those two wins. But he might have found some form last week. He finished in the top. He finished very strong in Bermuda. Played well. Maybe found a little bit of form. He's not the longest hitter. He's from Mississippi. He's played in on these alternative events. Just a guy. He's sitting anywhere from 250 to 1. Saw him at this morning. He's just way too talented. He was a prodigy coming out of Alabama. He was a very good player in the Corn Ferry. He's played at some of these major events. He's got talent. If he's around, we just want to see a little bit of something. And maybe some of that form last week can bring him back on this course, and we'll see how he does it, especially if the course gets windier and presents a challenge. He's usually good in those challenging courses. Aaron Rock. Aaron Rock is a guy we've been on before. He's won on the European Tour. He's had success in the European Tour. He has not had much success coming over it, being a full-time member of the PGA Tour now. He found a little bit, though. He finally made a cut. And he had a terrible Sunday. Sunday was terrible weather, so he was kind of cut up, cut up in the morning. He was in and around the top 20, though, over the course of the weekend. And that's what we want to see from Aaron Rye. He's a great short course player. He's won in tougher conditions in Europe. He's won some of the best fields. He's played well in majors. He's played well in WGCs. Aaron Rye is a guy who's very talented, a guy who could definitely make a mark on the PGA Tour. And again, he's someone who we see at 250 to 1. That price is not going to be there for him for somebody who's plays in WGCs and majors and who's won master championships in Europe. Another European player who's at the top, Thomas Dietrich. Dietrich is a that we were on last year, last week. He's played a lot of these PGA alternative coastal events that happened during some of the WGCs that's just outside the cut. He played his college golf in Illinois, so he's played in the U.S. before. Very talented. He was, he was sitting at tournaments last year at 14, 12, 14 to 1 in the European Tour, some of the good fields. He's coming in, I saw him at 150 to 1, and he finished just outside the top, the top 20. He finished actually T22 last week at Bermuda. So he's in pretty good form. He's actually been in pretty good form in the last couple of tournaments. And Dietrich's another guy we're going to look at to see his talent outweighs his price. 
if he's hanging around leaderboard, he can be there. He can definitely be a threat. Well, that's got to talk about a Corn Ferry Tour. Number, actually, number one point getter in the Corn Ferry Tour last year, Steven Yeager. He finished 20th, tied for 20th last week in Bermuda. He's played a lot of these, again, coastal events, which you'll see is a lot of these bottom, bottom tier players play in these coastal events because these are a lot of times the alternative events when majors or WGCs are going on, so they can't get into the tournament, so they play in some alternative events, so they have good experience in the coastal events. Steven Yeager is one of those players. Been strong last week, was a number one player coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour, has played well, certainly has the talent to be one of the top players. His talent does not say he should be in the bottom half of the odds board. He should definitely be in the top half. Found about 130 to 1, way too cheap for Steven Yeager, who finished top 20 last week. Has played well, has made cuts. He's played well at this tournament before. Just think you want to try to get on some of these players before the price is gone. And that could mean as a top 20, a top 30, a top 40. They'll find their way in there. But these players are not going to be priced like this for a long time. We want to try to find lightning in the bottle. But again, just to recap, top of the card, great field this week at Mayakoba. Looking for a strong tournament. We're going to see how the weather plays out. Going to see how the wind plays out. Uh, definitely going to be some splits. We're going to see how some players do in tournament. Again, no shot link data, so we'll not have in-tournament in shot strokes gain data, but we'll see how the tournament's playing. We'll see how the field is playing. We'll see any wind splits, see how some of these top players are coming out. So top top of the board, betting card that we're going to look at, Abraham Answer, Billy Horschel, Emiliano Guillo, Aaron the III, Russell Knox, Bryce Garnett, Joel Damon. Some newcomers to watch, Davis Riley, Aaron Rye, Steven Yeager, Thomas Dietrich. For all your news and information for the PGA Tour and other sports, follow us on the Line Movers Network. This is Ian Robbins. Line Movers Network is at the underscore LM Network, and I'm Ian Robbins at Robbins Ian. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Good luck. Thank you for joining us on the Line Movers Network. Look for us on YouTube at the Line Movers Network and on Twitter at the underscore LM Network. Again, find us on YouTube at The Line Movers Network and on Twitter at The underscore LM Network. Until next time, enjoy and have fun.